Welcome to Married by Design. Are you in a marriage in which you are together but alone? Are you struggling with loneliness in a strained relationship? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast this week and our series entitled Together But Alone. We've been looking in some detail at the struggle that some face being in a marriage in which there is a serious disconnect between the husband and the wife. That may take place for any number of reasons, as we've discussed, but the key is how you handle that disconnect. And what we've been trying to do is evaluate the situation and give encouragement and counsel to those individuals who desire more in their marriage, who expected more in their marriage. That can be a very lonely place because of that disconnect spiritually, emotionally, relationally, and even physically, you can feel separated and isolated. And so we began to look last week at this idea of loneliness and how to address it biblically. We've suggested that though there will be some loneliness in that relationship that can't be totally taken away, there are certainly some things that you can do to mitigate it. We've been looking in the Bible for the answers to deal with loneliness. Last week, we began to look at the ways that God connects with man. God is never lonely in the Trinity, but his desire for connection and fellowship with us is a pattern for us to follow. We have a lot to learn from the Lord, including the way that he builds that relationship with mankind. We need each other. God recognized that we need others. No one is is an island. God created us with the need for others for relationship and companionship and intimacy. Even in the perfection of creation before the fall, one of the things God declared not good was that Adam was alone. That's from Genesis 2.18. Not that Adam was really alone. He had God and all the animals, but he needed human companionship. To meet this need and put the perfection in his creation, God created Eve and gave her to Adam as his wife. And we looked at two principles last week in the way that God builds a relationship with us. The first one is transparency. To build that connection and relationship with us, God made himself known to us. We looked at the ways that God made himself known to us through the scriptures that he's given us, through creation, and through Jesus Christ, who is the image of God. Through these different means, God wanted to make himself known to us. That principle of being transparent and making yourself known also applies to your relationship with your spouse. Are you really transparent with them? If you don't open yourself up, you will not have that connection with your spouse and you'll be isolated. The same thing is true in your relationship with others. You need to make your needs, your struggles, and your questions known to others so that they can support you and encourage you. And the second principle is that of desiring to help others. You see so many times in the Gospels that people were drawn to Christ because of his care and concern for them. His healing, encouragement, and his ministry to people had the effect and drew them to him. Really, all the way through the scripture, we see God is an infinite and loving God that is deeply concerned for us. And for you to combat loneliness, you need to follow that example. You need to be other-oriented and caring about the needs of your spouse and caring about the needs of other friends. You can't just be about yourself, draining your spouse and other people. You need to look for ways to help them and serve them. 
if you're that kind of friend, you will not find it hard to connect with others. Well, for this week, the next principle we're going to look at is grace and mercy. In a way, we've already touched on this. For God to have that connection with us and fellowship us, he had to extend to us an incredible amount of grace and mercy. He is the God of all creation who is holy and cannot tolerate sin. He made everything perfect and we corrupted it and ruined it. It would be very understandable for him to turn away from us and reject us. If he did that, we would be totally disconnected from him. But God demonstrates grace and mercy. It is on the basis of grace and mercy that we have fellowship with him and connection with him. In Hebrews 4.16, the author writes, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The grace and mercy that God extends to us on a daily basis opens the door to that relationship that we can have with Him. Grace is receiving something that you don't deserve. Jesus' death on the cross and the forgiveness that we have is something that we certainly don't deserve, but we enjoy. Mercy is not receiving what you do deserve. Again, in His death on the cross, He took our punishment so that we didn't have to receive it ourselves. Christ took the punishment in our place. It doesn't mean that he never points out sin and he doesn't deal with issues in our heart and our life, but he is a God who extends grace and mercy. In order to combat loneliness, there has to be some sense of grace and mercy towards your spouse and others. It doesn't mean that you never deal with issues and never speak the truth, but what are you characterized by? Even though God is totally righteous and holy, he is often described as gracious and merciful. Would your spouse describe you as gracious and merciful? Or would they describe you as critical and condemning? If that is how you come across, that will hamper the connection that you can have with your spouse. Yeah, who would want a relationship with a person who is not gracious and merciful? Someone who does not overlook an offense, but always seeks to punish and point out the errors and sins. I want to say it again, it doesn't mean that you never point out things, but are you living that balance and extending grace and mercy and allowing God's Spirit to convict and do a work that only He can do? And what about with other people? Do you drive people away or do you attract them by your grace and mercy? You may be avoided if you don't have those things in balance and are not characterized by grace and mercy. We all have probably known somebody who is harsh and critical. They're typically the ones that are disconnected and have very few real friends. You see an, ex- an example of that in the Gospels in the Pharisees. They believed that their primary job was to put other people down and judge them. They thought that they were the moral police needing to supervise and correct everyone. How different Christ was in the way that he handled people. He spoke the truth in love and confronted people at times, but... It was usually done in the context of grace and mercy, except toward the Pharisees. Time and energy is another issue related to combating loneliness. Some people are lonely because they don't or won't take time and energy that is needed to invest in relationships. They don't go out of their way to make connections. This is where God's example is so amazing. Jesus Christ left the glories of heaven in order to come down here and build that relationship with mankind. He left his comfort zone, if you could say that, in order to be involved in our lives. It wasn't about him. It was about us and reaching us. 
and you have to decide to put aside the distractions and excuses from being connected. We can be connected to so many things, other things, and to neglect the most important relationships. It takes time and energy to develop a rapport and the communication that builds a deeper, more meaningful relationship. You have any number of reasons or excuses for being distant from your spouse, but the reality is all those things are preventing you from being one flesh with them, at least as much as you can. If you're going to combat loneliness, you can't avoid your spouse or distance yourself from them. You have to be willing to make sacrifices of time and energy. You have to leave your own comfort zone, safety zone, and be involved in their life. You have to invest time in them, take on their interests. Do things that are out of your comfort zone, things you wouldn't do normally to build into that relationship. What does it look like? Maybe you need to set aside time for a coffee date with your spouse. You need to leave your phone on the counter during dinner and other times that you actually have significant conversations with your spouse. Do you even sit down to dinner together? That's a pretty uncommon thing nowadays. Your time is an important opportunity to connect with your spouse. In the Bible, we often see Jesus connecting with others over a meal. So turn off the TV. Make the meal together if possible. Anything really, but sit down together for a meal with no TV or phone. And what about with others? Apart from your spouse, do you go out of your way to connect with others? Do you devote time and energy needed to develop those relationships? Do you make the sacrifices yourself in order to overcome the loneliness and develop deeper uh, relationships with others? You have to be willing to give up things in your life in order to connect. Again, Christ gave up his place in heaven to come to earth and live among us. Inconveniences, discomfort, not being with his Father in heaven, this is what he chose to give up to build that relationship with us. You know, many people struggle with loneliness today. We just want to encourage you to connect with your spouse and to address that loneliness. Changes need to be made. You have to take the initiative to reach out. You have to be willing to sacrifice your own comfort for others. You have to be willing to extend grace and mercy because people are less than perfect. After all, you're not perfect either, are you? There's a lot that you can do to move past loneliness. Well, now for the homework, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to begin to really pray about your connection with others, your spouse, first of all, and then with those around you that you need to have for your support network. What are the things that you need to do in order to make those connections? For others, the question to ask is, is there someone around me in need of connection that is struggling with loneliness? What can I do to respond and meet that need? Well, let me pray. Father, I just thank you for this whole topic. There are so many people around us that are so lonely and disconnected. And I just pray, Lord, that uh, for maybe some of us that see an individual who is struggling in that era, that we would come alongside them and encourage them. Lord, I pray for those spouses right now that are in a, a marriage relationship where they feel so lonely and disconnected. God, I pray that you would not only work in them to help them to see these issues, to see your example of the ways that you connected, Lord, but also that you'd begin to work not only in them, but in their spouse to begin to develop those connections so that they then can be an influence and encouragement on their spouse. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, that's it for this episode. We want to thank you for letting other people know about this podcast by sharing the episode with them. You can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Drop us a line to let us know how this podcast has encouraged you or to give us any suggestions that how we could improve the podcast. Next week on our podcast, we're going to continue to look at the struggle that many have of being together but alone. We'll be looking one more week at how to combat loneliness in the midst of a relationship that is not all that it could be. That's what we'll be looking at next week on Married by Design. 